This is the New Living Way podcast. We herald the one eternal redemptive purpose of God as it culminates and fulfilled in the Lord Jesus Christ in the New Covenant. Hello. And uh, we're live. Uh welcome again to another episode of the New and Living Way podcast. And I'm your uh, regular host RD uh live streaming here in Abu Dhabi, United Arab Emirates. Uh would like to welcome uh, all our viewers across the world. First, uh, Pilipinas, it's a very good evening. 8 uh, p.m. diyan sa Pilipinas. So magandang gabi sa inyo mga kababayan, mga masugid na mga followers namin sa Pilipinas sa buong Pilipinas. Uh, hope ay kayo ay uh, nasa mabuting kalagayan. at ligtas sa anumang uh, uh, kapahamakan. So also we'd like to greet our uh, viewers across the world in our supporters around the world in the US, in the UK, those who are subscribed, subscriber to our Facebook, Facebook channel and YouTube. So also we especially greet our audio podcast listeners through our various uh, audio podcast platform and thank you for supporting this small ministry dedicated to expositing uh, the word as we see in the text to exegete uh, the scripture to understand various uh, doctrines Uh, biblical doctrines and theology as we see, as we expound in the Holy Scriptures, the Bible, the Word of God. So we are uh, the New and Living Way podcast. This podcast is the official podcast of uh, NCT Tambayan. It's a group that is uh, adherence of what we nickname uh, New Covenant Uh, theology or just uh, if we would not use that NCT is we believe in the centrality of the new covenant that it is uh, it is uh, enveloped in the gospel that was cut through uh, the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ and we are adherents we are We believe that the new covenant is uh, superior and the central covenant in the scripture as fulfilled in the Lord Jesus Christ and was revealed through various biblical covenants in the old uh, era. 
So just like just uh, want to introduce this group if those who have uh, those who are new in this uh, this podcast. So we'd like to welcome you and if you have uh, if you want to shout out, you want to have uh, greetings or anything that you want to bring out and I will uh, this is the time initially to greet you and if you want to uh, have your shout out that I can mention your name just type and feel free I will do it and if you are also brave enough you can uh, join me here as uh, as interactor and uh, you want to participate if you have a if you have a uh at least a smartphone you can you can join uh dito sa studio i will accommodate you so just feel free to type any any time of the of the show so today is a, a continuation of uh, what i have uh, uh, expounded in my uh, paper last week i've start uh, i've started to to expound the 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 gospel of john the, the the larger framework or the theme the the theme and theology of uh, eternal life the the term eternal life as we see in various uh, citations in uh, the gospel of john so this is the conclusion of that part one uh, in my paper as fulfillment uh, as fulfillment as a require as a requirement for the fulfillment of my of our uh, John uh, John uh, the Gospel of John uh, exposition by uh, our professor uh, Dr. Andreas Kostenberger in uh, Gulf uh, Theological uh, Seminary. So this is my paper that I have submitted in requirement for that class. So I have already expounded part one last week about this, and I will conclude it today. And just just feel free, just bear with me that I will uh, that I can finish this in in one hour. And if you want to to join me, interact with me, dito sa sa pag-aaral nito. So we are on episode thirty nine. Yes, so without further ado, it's our season two for this year, 2021. So we are in the season two, the theme and theology of eternal life in the Johannine uh, Gospel. This is the conclusion of my exposition. So uh, let us start. Uh, let's pray first. Let us ask for God's guidance as we delve in in this uh great and uh, unique and wonderful gospel that reveal our Lord Jesus Christ as our uh, eternal life. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time that we can open your word, that your word is light, your word is spirit, that we need uh, each and every day to enlighten us, to Make us uh, see your glorious uh, majesty, your character, and especially to reveal your, your salvation 
in our Lord Jesus Christ. We ask, Lord, for your Holy Spirit to enlighten our minds, to enlighten our hearts. May, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of uh, our hearts be pleasing unto you, Lord. Especially, Lord, that we in an, in, in ourselves, we cannot understand your word. We in in our own minds, in our own uh, self, our hearts and our minds are darkened. So we ask, Lord, for your guidance of your Holy Spirit. We pray in Jesus' name, Amen. So let's uh, proceed with uh, my study. So we have, uh, I have. Uh, uh, In this uh, letter C, so we are. This study is uh, is uh, uh, a topical study of uh, eternal life. The term eternal life in the Gospel of uh, John. So I have come up. I've come now in. Uh, I think it is part three of uh, eternal life in the Lord Jesus Christ. That uh, letter C, eternal life in uh, Jesus Christ as the bread of life, the true manna in in chapter six. I think I have I have uh, I have covered uh, chapter five, and then uh, now I'm in chapter six of the. Of the term I am the bread of life. So the occasion of this uh, chapter is the famous uh, saying of the of our Lord Jesus Christ, I am the I am saying in the Gospel of John. That the context of this is the feeding of the five thousand, if you remember. So it is the second sign that uh, the Lord Jesus Christ has done a miracle first is the turning of the water into wine and the second is this one so this is the feeding of the 5000 as recorded also in the synoptic gospels mark matthew mark and luke now uh this is uh the crowd as we see in the in the in the text the crowd has been uh, filled nabusog sila with bread and fish from five loaves of bread and two uh, fish it it multiply the lord jesus christ uh turn that uh pew uh fish and bread into feeding the 5000 so this is the sign this is the second sign that the lord that second miracle that the lord has done in their midst so this crowd after they see this they want to uh, if you read the text, I will not, uh, I will not cite the text here. I will not. Uh, uh, sa screen, but you know you can uh, you can just read in your Bible to save time. So, so after the crowd has been filled with much bread and fish, they saw Jesus' sign of his miracle. They wanted to take him uh, and install him as king by force, as we see the text. Now, Jesus perceiving this, he withdrew himself to them. And on the evening, he went to the other side of 
the sea. So uh, uh, the Lord Jesus Christ withdrew himself with this crowd. So the crowd after seeing uh, Jesus, nakita uh, nila na iniwan sila ng Panginoong Jesus and his disciples, they left them, itong crowd na to, they went to see him. They went to see him and found him on the other side of the sea. Nakita nila. And then at this juncture, Jesus says to them, Abi ng Panginoong Jesus, Truly, truly, I say to you, you were seeking me not because you saw the signs. Doon sa ginawa niya, yung milagro na ginawa niya, the signs that the Lord Jesus Christ had done. But because you ate and your fill of the loaves. Nabusog kayo. Kaya nyo ako uh, sinusundan. Not because you saw the signs. Na sumampalataya kayo sa signs na ginawa ko na na-recognize nyo na ako ay uh, ang Messiah. Oh. Sabi ng Panginoon, do not work for the food that perishes, but for the food that, endure, that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give to you. So it is most evident that these people, uh, fresh in their minds, fresh in their memory, they were astonished, they were overwhelmed with what the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, miracle, they witnessed him or performed this uh, miraculous feeding of the 5,000, and uh, the Lord Jesus Christ perceived in, he perceived that they, they are following him, they followed him, not because they believe him to be the Messiah, but because of their motives, their wrong motives, their selfish motives of selfish gain. Now, in, uh, the Lord Jesus Christ declared to them that uh, the eternal value of seeking food that endures to eternal life. And that is compared to what they have experienced as a temporary a feeling of their stomach. Their selfish gain is because they were filled. So they wanted to they wanted to force Jesus to be their king as a liberator sa kanila. So they are uh, they follow the Lord Jesus Christ in a utilitarian sense para gamitin ng Panginoong Jesus sa kanilang pangsariling uh, gain. Now, at this juncture, the Lord Jesus Christ do not, sabi niya, do not work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures to eternal life. And this food, itong pagkain na to, sabi ng Panginoong Jesus, ay siya. Siya yung tunay na pagkain. Siya yung true mana. This is the work of God that you believe in Him whom He has sent. So, yun ang sampalatayanan nyo. Sabi, ni, sabi ng Panginoong Isus sa verse 15. Nung uh, na makikita natin dito uh, yung, yung text. When Jesus tells the people not to work for the food, sabi ni in, in, the, in his commentary of uh, Don Carson, he is rebuking their purely materialistic notions of the kingdom. So they, they see the kingdom for gain, for materialistic gain, for their stomach, so that they may be liberated sa, 
sa slavery nila sa Rome. Uh, as as uh, colonized by Rome. They want to be independent sa, sa Rome. So, continue with Don Carson uh, commentary. He said, that, like the woman at the well, yung Samaritan woman so well, sa chapter 4, uh, uh, like the woman uh, at the well who was eager to be supplied with an endless supply of natural water, a supply that would eliminate the need to make frequent trips to the well. So sabi ni, di ba, sabi ni nung Samaritan woman, give us, give me this uh, living water. So yung purpose din ng woman is the same with these people. So these people hunker, for, uh, sa commentary ni Carson, so these people hunker after a miracle worker who will fill their stomachs with bread. So though the bread they had eaten the day before was miraculously produced, it was after all merely physical, destined to ferries with use. So, according to sa Colossians 2, that uh, it is not eating nor drinking that is the uh, kingdom of God is not because it's not of eating and drinking. So, men and women should pour their energy into pursuing food that endures to eternal life. Uh, spring of water welling up into eternal life dun sa Samaritan woman. The continuing discourse shows that the food is Jesus himself. Jesus himself is the food. But the idea is not so much that Jesus endures forever as that because this food endures the life it sustains goes into eternity. In uh, the commentary, pillar commentary, the gospel according to John in page 353, to 354 by Don Carson. Now, these people who just recently saw the Lord Jesus Christ miraculously did with the multiplication of bread and fish to food to feed the 5,000, yet they are still in the state of unbelief to question Him. Tinatanong siya, then what sign do you do that we may see and believe you? Sabi nito mga tao, mga sumusunod ko sa kanya, anong sign, what sign that you do that we may see and believe you? What work do you perform? And recall the, wil- uh, the wilderness wandering of their forefathers with Moses as their prophet and leader and gave them manna from heaven. If you remember the wilderness wandering of uh, the Israelites, 40 years they were wandering at the desert going to the promised land, they wandered Rome and oh, paikot-ikot sila. And that uh, according to the Lord, according to the scripture, they tested God on this. Uh, most of them, uh, majority of them, they were uh, judged by God. They died as a judgment. So sabi itong mga to, our fathers ate the manna in the wilderness as it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Now at this juncture, Jesus Christ, the Lord Jesus Christ, corrected and declared that he was the antitype of the manna. That he is the fulfillment of what was typified in the uh, wilderness. The manna that the Lord, that God has given them, is God fed them uh, to their forefathers in the wilderness through Moses. And 
The Lord Jesus Christ said, Truly, truly, I say to you, it was not Moses who gave you the bread of heaven, gave from heaven, but my Father gives you the true bread from heaven, for the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives eternal life to the world. So, uh, it is the Lord Jesus Christ who came down from heaven. This is this is the picture. The manna is the Lord Jesus Christ now, that the Lord, the God sent him to be our food that will endure to eternal life. Now they did not understand in their unbelief. Tong mga taong ito. Of what Jesus was saying is, it is not a physical bread like the manna that the Lord Jesus Christ is pertaining, like in the wilderness. That's why they, they claim, Sir, give us this bread always. Adin itong mga taong ito. Katulad din ng woman. Sabi, kay, sabi sa Panginoong Jesus, give me this living water. The same predicament. But Jesus is speaking about himself as the true manna, as the true bread, the bread of life that came down from heaven to give eternal life to the world. So I, uh, as the Lord Jesus Christ said, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. Jesus points to himself as the true bread from heaven. It is not so much that Jesus gives certain gifts. He himself is the gift. Only he can satisfy people's hunger and only he can quench their thirst, not merely for material food and drink, but for spiritual sustenance. This is from a quote from Andreas, Dr. Andreas Kostenberger, our professor in our class, in his commentary, Encountering John, in page uh, 85. So, uh, if you remember, the Lord Jesus Christ said to, to Satan, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from uh, the mouth of God. This is the same thing, that the word, the, the word of God, that came, you know, in John chapter 1, the eternal word is the Lord Jesus Christ that would give us a spiritual uh, food that endures to eternal life. As, as we can see in John chapter 6, sabi niya, you will never grow hunger. Kaya itong mga taong ito, Sir, give us this bread na hindi na daw magugutom. Ang tingin nila ay physical bread pa rin. Hindi spiritual bread. Because sabi ni Lord, my, uh, kung, uh, uh, kung titignan nyo yung sinasabi niyang uh, bread, ay siya, uh, whoever eats him, whoever drinks of his cup, whoever eats, eats him, will live for eternal life. So tunay na food, tunay na pagkain ng Panginoong Isus, ang sinasabi niya. Pero hindi material, kundi spiritual eternal food. The bread of God is uh, synonymous with the bread of heaven. Doon sa kingdom of heaven, kingdom of God. So, we are 
pertaining to heaven, the bread from heaven, the Lord Jesus Christ. In the Old Testament, the bread of God refers on occasion to the show bread sa, 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 sa offering ng priests. Here it refers to Jesus. Nasabi niya dito, ang Panginoong Isus mismo nagsasabi, He who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. In addition to establishing a typological reading of the Old Testament, this clause accomplishes three things. Number one, it serves as a transition from the thought that Jesus provides the true bread from heaven to the thought that Jesus is the true bread from heaven. Number two, it expands the recipients from Jews to the world. Hindi na lang sa mga Hudyo. Sa lahat ng tao, as I have noted dun sa John chapter 3, that whoever believes that God so loved the world, that whoever believes, hindi lang lang nakatali sa mga Hudyo, hindi tayo to the Jews, but to everybody, to the lost men and women without distinction. Opening up, the way to the proposition that the decisive factor is not whether or not one is a member of the Jewish race or an heir of the Mosaic Covenant, but whether or not one is taught by God in verse 45, whether or not one believes in Jesus in verse 35 and has been given by the Father to the Son. It reminds us that this bread of God is the revealer the one who has narrated God to us, the one who alone can tell us heavenly things, the one whose words, because he is the obedient son, are nothing less than the words of God. That's from D.A. Carson in the Gospel according to John Commentary in page 397. Against this backdrop, the Apostle John contends that now, with the coming of the Messiah, Isaiah's longing has been fulfilled. In Jesus, God has come down from heaven and not merely to feed his people as he did in the wilderness, but to atone for their sins. However, God's gracious gift of salvation sets into even starker relief the tragedy of the present hour. The Jews have seen Jesus and still do not believe, while those who look to the Son and believe will have eternal life. That's from Pastor Kosenberger again in Encountering John Commentary. The eternal life Jesus gives to everyone who believes him in is not only of the present blessings in the backdrop of the already aspect of the kingdom of God which was done and inaugurated in Jesus Christ, which he came, but also the not yet future aspect of the kingdom when Jesus returns to culminate all things. Beginning with the resurrection of all the saints, all who have believed and awaits his return, just as he promised, and this is the will of him who sent me, that I should lose nothing of all that he has given me, but raise it up on the last day. For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who looks on the Son and believes him in him should have eternal life. And I will raise him up on the last day. So, natakil ko to last sa chapter 5, he who believes has eternal life. So, the, the moment a person uh, believes in the Lord Jesus Christ 
in what he has done on the cross, the moment he believed, he has already eternal life. Eternal life has begun the already. What the Lord Jesus Christ uh, done on the cross has been applied to him. And he has now eternal life. But it's not yet complete. So regarding the future aspect of the resurrection from the dead, we will still, uh, believer will still experience death. And after death, the resurrection of our bodies into the eternal state, into the new heavens and the new earth. So, yan yung, uh, yung tinatawag na inaugurated eschatology. Uh, another quote here, uh, I think this, I mean, continuation of the quote here. The four uh, introduces the reason why Jesus will perfectly preserve all those whom the Father has given him. The heart of his uh, response is this. The entire purpose of the incarnation of his coming down from heaven was not to do his own will, but the will of the Father who sent him. And that will, and that will was that the Son should lose none. No individual of all that the Father had given him, with the same play between the individual and the collective uh, singular in verse 37. This preservation of each individual, the Father uh, that has uh, the Father given to the Son, those whom God has given to the Son, will be preserved. Each of this individual in the collective of the elect includes resurrection at the last day. So the argument is then reiterated in verse 40 with minor variations in emphasis and one important one. The one whom the Son does not lose, whom he raises up at the last day. is here described not in terms of the gift of the Father to the Son, but in terms of personal faith. Everyone who looks to the Son and believes in him shall have eternal life. That's from, again, from the Gospel according to John by the Don Car uh, Carson. Letter D. Dito sa chapter 10, now the uh, citation naman sa chapter 10, as we read sa, sa chapter 10 sa, sa Bible, if you can open that, I'll just read it, uh, John chapter 10, para I'll just read it for a moment, uh, John chapter 10 verse 7. Sabi ng Panginoong Isus, So Jesus again said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the ship. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the ship did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He who is hired, he who is a hired hand and not a shepherd who does not own the sheep sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf snatches them and scatters them. 13. He flees because he is, 
He please because he is a hard hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me. Just as the Father knows me and I know the Father and I lay down my life for the sheep. And I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also and they will listen to me. They will listen to my voice so there will be one flock, one shepherd. So that's the chapter 10 verse 7 to 8. So, uh, you know, the occasion of this saying is that uh, of Jesus uh, healing the man born blind in chapter 9 verse 1 to 7. Yan yung context. It again uh, ensued controversy, heightened controversy with the Pharisees. Ang kausap niya dito. That Jesus Christ healed this man during the Sabbath day. Uh, if you remember that this is the second time that the miracle uh, two blind was healed. The first one, yung uh, na-heal sa yung mga uh, kinonfront ng mga Pharisees na na-expound ko rin last week. Ito naman is another healing of a man born blind during the Sabbath day again. The most sacred day of the Jews uh, uh The most sacred day in a week for the Jew as the Sabbath day, as uh, instituted uh, by God as the sign of the old covenant in uh, Exodus 20, Exodus 33. In most of the part of uh, the Torah, Sabbath day is the central element of God's covenant with Israel. That it is the sign of God's covenant with Israel. This man was brought to the Pharisees and they questioned him regarding what Jesus did to him. It shows that these Pharisees cannot question Jesus directly. That is why they interrogate the man. Their unbelief were so evident in them. To accuse Jesus was not from God since in the first place, Jesus healed the man during the Sabbath and they deemed Jesus was breaking uh, the Sabbath. The man just answered them plainly. I was once blind, but now I see. So for the first time, this man was ever since he was born. Now he can see. That's why he said, I was once blind, but now I see. The glorious work, the wonderful thing was that this man believed in the Lord Jesus Christ. And in this event, we see the glorious works of God through our Lord Jesus Christ. As the man born blind was not just healed of his physical blindness, but also of his spiritual blindness as well. Jesus said that the purpose of these things, what he did to the to the blind man born as a blind, that his physical blindness points to his spiritual blindness as well to those people uh, that he is uh, speaking with, the Pharisees. They are claiming that they they see, but they don't understand what the Lord Jesus Christ is saying. They still are in their unbelief. And that the purpose of these things, the Lord, the Lord Jesus Christ said in uh, 9.39, For judgment I came into this world, that those who do not see may see, and those who see may become uh, blind. So he's clearly alluding to his Uh, yung kanyang mga nemesis, yung parisis, yung mga parisis. Because they claim to be, to see. 
They claim that they are not blind. But the fact remains that they are still in, the, in their unbelief. It is the indictment with the Pharisees of this Pharisees' conceitedness in their unbelief in the Lord Jesus Christ as the Messiah. Now, Jesus declared at this juncture in chapter 10 that he is the good shepherd and at the same time, the door of the sheep to illustrate that those who were before him, the, the, the bad shepherd, the false shepherds, the hirelings, were not truly concerned with the sheep. Thus, they are deemed thieves and robbers, and Jesus most certainly revealing to them of their hypocrisies and selfish motives. Now, uh, the allusion of the shepherd here is in particular so Ezekiel 34. If you will read Ezekiel 34, God is speaking. God himself is speaking of the bad shepherds. Those shepherds of Israel, those leaders of Israel are bad shepherds. And that God himself will seek his sheep. And that, uh, that, that, uh, that, te that text, Ezekiel 34, is alluding to this this uh, chapter 10 in particular. The bad shepherds of Israel in the relationship of God and uh, Israel in, in, in his covenant relationship with Israel, these under-shepherds were bad shepherds. They were false shepherds. They were thieves. They were robbers. The door of the sheep is God. And these people, these, these Pharisees, he is alluding to the Pharisees that they are false shepherds because they don't care with the sheep they are just after their selfish uh, gain but in 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 uh, opposition to this jesus christ declared that he is the good shepherd the fulfillment of ezekiel 34 god himself will seek his own sheep in Ezekiel 34. And Jesus is the fulfillment of that good shepherd. So according to the Lord Jesus Christ, he laid down his life for the sheep. I lay down my life for the sheep. He's speaking of future offering of his self on the cross. That's why he can say that. And speaking also of his resurrection, 17 to 18, for this reason, the Father loves me because I lay down my life that I may take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down on my own, my own accord. I have authority to lay down and I have authority to take it up again. This charge I have received from my Father. So Jesus Christ is the fulfillment of Ezekiel 34. God himself who will seek out lost ship to return to the fold to the ship fold the lord jesus christ is the fulfillment god himself seeking his sheep read ezekiel chapter 34 and you will see clearly that the lord jesus christ is alluding to that uh, chapter 34 uh prophetically as the Lord Jesus Christ is the fulfillment. 
most importantly, this is uh, from uh, Dr. Kostenberger in his quote. Most importantly, the shepherd imagery allows Jesus to make clear that as good shepherd, he will die for his sheep. Verse 15, 17, 18. Unlike the hide hand who will run when danger approaches, Jesus will persevere in his messianic mission to the end. Even though it involves nothing less than death, not for his own sake, but for the sake of others. As even the Jewish high priest acknowledges speaking better than he knows, thus Jesus will take away the sin of the world. He is the atoning sacrifice for our sins, and not only for ours, but also for the sins of the whole world. While dying for his own ship, John's way of holding intention, the fact that Jesus renders uh, universal atonement while saving effectually only those who respond to him in faith and accept his substitutionary sacrifice on their behalf. The Jews sharply reject such teaching by renewing their charge that Jesus is demon-possessed, though they are immediately countered by others who, in characteristic Johannine back reference, point out that a demon-possessed could hardly open the eyes of the blind. This again illustrates the tension felt by those who present notions of the Messiah in self-interest face the growing weight of evidence provided by Jesus' signs that he is the Messiah, whether or not his work and message conform to their understanding or are convenient for them uh, personally or in support of their own position. That is from uh, Professor Andreas Kostenberger in his uh, uh, magnum book, Theology of John's Gospels and Letters in page 366 to 367. So let's continue. I will just drink for a while. Medyo na ano So we we continue. Uh, in three. Uh, Roman numeral 3, going to the last part of uh, my study, eternal life in chapter 17, 1 to 5. Eternal life is to know the only true God and Jesus Christ whom he sent. Let us read that uh, passage. John 17, verse 1 to 5. When Jesus said, when Jesus had spoken these words, he lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, that the Son may glorify you, since you have given him authority over all flesh, to give eternal life to all whom you have given him. And this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. I glorified you on earth, having accomplished the work that you gave me to do. And now, Father, glorify me in your own presence with the glory that I had with you before the world 
existed. Now, uh, in chapter 3, in 3, Jesus as the Son have the authority from the Father to give eternal life. So, we're still here, eternal life. Eternal life is to know the only true God and Jesus Christ whom he said based on verse 3. According to the Lord Jesus Christ in verse 3. And this is eternal life that they know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom uh, you have uh, sent. So Jesus, is, Jesus has the authority. Jesus as the Son have the authority from the Father to give eternal life. Now, the passage is uh, popularly called the High Priestly uh, Prayer of our Lord Jesus Christ as part of his uh, uh, farewell discourse, which uh, he started in chapter 13, verse 31, when he said, when it, it stated there, when he had gone out, Jesus said, now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, if God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself and uh, glorify him at once. Little children, yet a little while I am with you, you will seek me and you, uh, and just as I said to the Jews, so now I also say to you, where I'm going, you cannot come. Now, in the imminent coming ng cross of the passion of the Lord Jesus Christ, he went on this this uh, this portion of uh, 17 is he went to encourage the disciples of their troubled or distressed heart as uh, he is uh, preparing them that he is saying that he is going to leave them and will go back to the Father since he will go there to prepare a place them and promise he will come back to take them with him according to him he will prepare a place for them so he also promised that they will not be destitute di sila magiging orphans or become orphans but the holy spirit will come as his substitute that will be sent by the father to dwell within them as their helper as their comporter in chapter 14 16 to 17. He also charged them to remain in him, to remain in him and his teachings, and to abide in his love and to bear fruits. So the Lord Jesus Christ encouraged them to keep his commandments, to love one another, just as the love of the Father and the Father loves him. That we may exemplify the believer's love is like the love of the Father to the Son and the Son to the Father. That is the, the model of uh, the love of Christ, as he said. As a, as a result of this, the Father would be glorified in this love. And whatever they request, it will be given to them. So he gave them his new commandment to love one another as he uh, loved them. So he also prepared as a consequence of remaining with him until the, until the end that by remaining in the Lord Jesus Christ, they will be persecuted. 
by those who hate the Lord Jesus Christ. Yet reiterating the coming of the Holy Spirit and that will be their comporter and that will guide them to understand all truth when the Holy Spirit will be given uh, to them. So the backdrop of all these things is through his impending sacrifice on the cross, he will be an overcomer and triumphant. The Lord Jesus Christ will be an overcomer and triumphant. And as a result, he will be glorified on the earth. Father, according to the Lord Jesus Christ in chapter 17, 2-3, The hour has come, glorify your Son, that the Son may glorify you, since you have given him authority over all flesh, to give eternal life to all whom you have given him. And this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Eternal life here, is another, this is a quote, eternal life here is not in terms of its possession, but is being equated with knowing the true God and Jesus Christ. This prayer of Jesus is a declaration of Jesus' equality with God, the Father as both objects of saving knowledge. Jesus and the Father is the object of saving knowledge, not just the Father, the Father and Jesus Christ, according to verse 3. The Father being the sender and Jesus being the sent. The Father as the sender put forth the eternal redemptive plan of God to save a people for himself through Jesus Christ, who sent him to accomplish all the works and all the aspects of salvation. Jesus is the obedient son, left his glory in heaven and fellowship with the Father to die on the cross to save his people, present and future, as the subject of his prayer. It is also the unity of the Father and the Son as shown in his prayer. And the authority to the Son is consequent upon his death and exaltation. Has as its end that all those whom the Father has given to the Son should be given eternal life. Otherwise, put the glorification of the Son in taste the glorification of God in verse 1. God is clothed in splendor in the eyes of those who perceive what has been achieved by God himself in the cross, resurrection and exaltation of his son. To see God's glory, to be given eternal life, these are parallel. Unless the reader missed the point, the two themes are drawn together in verse 3. Eternal life turns on nothing more and nothing less than knowledge of the true God. Eternal life is not so much everlasting everlasting life as personal knowledge of the everlasting one. Wow, glorious uh, 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 thoughts from uh, Don Carson in the Gospel according to John. Another quote from... Uh, in commentary of Dr. Andreas Kostenberger, one of uh, uh, leading leading scholar in the Gospel of John, our professor in GTS, three interrelated aspects of this statement require comment. Number one, this particular chapter 17, 1 to 5, 
the authority given to Jesus. Number one, the authority given to Jesus. Number two, the bestowal of eternal life. And number three, that Jesus gives this life to those God has given to him. Concerning Jesus' authority, John has already noted that God has entrusted to him the authority to judge. I already expounded that last week in chapter 5, verse 27. So also, Jesus has the authority to lay down his life and to take it up again. Now, Matthew makes clear that all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to Jesus. Jesus, the Son of Man, who is about to be glorified and thus fulfill his earthly mission. Here anticipates his exalted authoritative position subsequent to his crucifixion and resurrection. This authority enables him to bestow eternal life on all those as given to him. As John emphasizes, the possession of eternal life is not relegated to some time subsequent to death. People can have eternal life already in the here and now. I tell you the truth, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not be condemned. He has crossed over from death to life. In this emphasis on the present possession of eternal life, His inaugurated eschatology, John, his inaugurated eschatology, John differs from the perspective conveyed by the synoptics. So, yun yung difference. It's one part of my, my thesis. The difference or the unique with John, uh, as per Professor Kostenberger, John differs doon sa synoptics, doon sa kinoconvey niyang perspective from the perspective conveyed, differed with the synoptics, in keeping with the Jewish attitude prevalent at the time of Christ, view eternal life primarily as possession to be attained in the ages to come. So ang tingin ng mga Jews ay is only on the age to come. But in John, the distinction between the present age and the age to come is collapse or overlap. With Jesus, eternity has entered into human existence already in the here and now. The already We already have eternal life. He who believes has eternal life. That it has already entered into human existence in the here and now. Now, this realization is rooted in the knowledge that God is life itself and that Jesus is the Son of God. That's from Andreas Kostenberger, Dr. Andreas Kostenberger, encountering John in chapter, in uh, verse Uh, in uh, in page uh, 208. Jesus, letter B in 3, Jesus accomplished the works for which God has sent him that secured eternal life to those who believe in him. Jesus accomplished the works. God, uh, the Lord Jesus Christ accomplished the works for which God has sent him to do, which is to give eternal life 
to those whom God has given him. Verse 2, he has revealed himself to his disciples through his words, what he taught them concerning God and the works of redemption through him. And the disciples believe him to be who really is the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, whom God has uh, sent. Another quote from uh, Dr. Kossenberger. In the framework of John's gospel, Jesus reports to the Father that he has completed the work he has given him to do in verse 4, 17.4, mirrors the statement that at the beginning of Jesus' ministry, recorded in uh, chapter 4.34, where Jesus tells his disciples, My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Uh, in context, Jesus made clear that meeting people's spiritual needs, in that case, the Samaritan woman, was more important to him even that eating. An anecdote recounted in Mark's gospel confirms this. Then Jesus entered the house and again a crowd gathered so that he and his disciples were not even able to eat. When his family heard about this, they went to take charge of him, for they said, He is out of his mind. We too must be prepared to forego material conveniences for the sake of meeting the spiritual needs of others. Throughout his ministry, Jesus has brought glory to God on earth. Jesus has so clothed the Father with splendor. That many human beings, creatures of the earth, not of heaven, have come to praise him. After all, the incarnation itself was a display of glory. The difficult point of this verse is the uncertainty as to whether the work that Jesus has completed refers to everything he has done up to this point, or proleptically includes his obedience unto death, the death that lies immediately ahead. Its interpretation can be made to fit the passage from Don Carson Gospel according to John. Uh, as uh, the final point, number four, Roman numeral number four, and we will, I will conclude my paper here. The purpose statement, the overall purpose statement of the Gospel of John, why it was written, is that those who believe in Jesus as the Son of God may have eternal life. That is the overall purpose statement of the Gospel of John, why it was written. Anong sabi ni, ni, ni John? When he concluded this uh, gospel, John concluded and summarized his gospel with the very purpose why he has written this gospel. So that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing, you may have life in his name. It is a fitting summary of the gospel, the good news itself. That the message of the Gospel of John is primarily evangelistic. Primarily evangelistic. 
that we may believe that every that everyone who believes according to John 3:16 will have eternal life and this is the purpose statement the central uh, uh, the central theme of the gospel of John as uh, my paper entitled the central theme of eternal life the theme and theology the central the central theme and theology of eternal life uh, of uh, of John is eternal life that all who believes in the Lord Jesus Christ will have eternal life through believing that Jesus is the son of God it is a fitting summary of the gospel the good news itself and its message is evangelistic from the very beginning the prologue chan chapter 1 it is every it is very evident of John to exalt Jesus not just an ordinary man or a teacher or a prophet the fact that only in this gospel the nativity account is absent is something unusual. Dito lang sa John's Gospel, hindi natin makikita yung nativity, yung uh, narration ng nativity. John's literary style is unique compared to the synoptic. Synoptics, the three Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, as unique. Hindi tulad ng tatlong synoptics na parallel, mostly parallel. That it highlights events, discourses, signs, miracles of the Lord Jesus Christ and exalted the glorious truth of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God sent by the Father in His love for this dark world so that everyone who believes in Him should not perish but have eternal life. The person and works of Jesus Christ is the focal point, the center of orbit. The Lord Jesus Christ, His person and works is the central center of orbit, center of gravity, the focal point of the gospel of John. And eternal life is encapsulated and bound up in him. That is the thesis of my paper. It is the central element that we believe in the Lord Jesus Christ in order to gain this eternal uh, life. Uh, this is a quote from a uh, commentary of uh, Dr. Andreas Kostenberger in this John chapter 20, 30, 31, this uh, purpose statement of why the, gas the gospel of John is was written. Uh, John 20, 30, 31 contains the clearest purpose statement found in any of the gospels. Jesus did many other miraculous signs in the gospel in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. We may look back to our study of John's Gospel. All the major themes were covered. Certain selected signs of Jesus, the necessity of believing that Christ, the Son of God, is in fact Jesus. Even if it that involves involve adjusting one's messianic expectations and the promise of present, not merely future, possession of eternal life. The twin posi of John's message are this. Jesus is the sent Son of God, the Father, and the time for believing is now.
So as we as I end up here, a summary of my paper that the theme and theology of uh, uh, eternal life in the Gospel of John to to see the theme and theology in all the citations of eternal life in uh, also in uh, distinction and relationship with the synoptics I have uh, expounded from last week and today the conclusion. So as a summary and conclusion, the, the phrase eternal life while found in the synoptics, makita din naman natin yung term na eternal life sa, sa synoptics sa Matthew, Mark, and Luke is a trademark of John's gospel. Kahit nakikita natin mga citations ng eternal life, John's gospel, the trademark of John's gospel is the phrase eternal life. Functioning as the Johannine equivalent to the synoptic motif of the kingdom of God. So the motif, the theme of the of the synoptic gospels is the kingdom of God. The expression uh, eternal life pervades chapters 3 through 12. That's I have uh, cited in my study. Chapter 3, chapter 16, uh, 4, 5, 6, 10, 12, 17, and this uh, purpose statement, chapter 20. It culminates in chapter 17. And this is eternal life that uh, they may believe you and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. The equality of God with the Father of believing in God and the, and, and the Son is eternal life. The following simple affirmation that believing in Jesus is the only prerequisite for receiving the gift of eternal life runs throughout the entire gospel. Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. But whoever rejects the Son will not see life. For God's wrath remains on him. I tell you the truth. He who believes has everlasting life. Only Jesus has words of eternal life. And the essence of eternal life is to know the only true God and Jesus Christ whom He has sent. Yan ang central element. The essence of eternal life. Eternal life is to know. And this is eternal life according to the Lord Jesus Christ. And this is the eternal life. Is to know the only true God and Jesus Christ. In the same uh, sentence, the true God, the Father, and Jesus Christ, that is eternal life, whom he has sent. See, the, the, the equality in terms of believing is also attributed to the Lord Jesus Christ. To believe, to know the true God and Jesus Christ, whom he has sent. Now, as John emphasizes the possession of eternal life, it's not relegated to some sub subsequent to death. People can have eternal life already in the here and now. I tell you the truth, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not be condemned. 
he has crossed over from death to life. In this emphasis on the present possession of eternal life, his inaugurated eschatology, John differs from the perspective conveyed by the synoptics. So, yun yung difference ng uh, Gospel of John. So, yung uh, in keeping with Jewish attitude prevalent at the time of Christ, view eternal life primarily as a possession to be attained in the age to come. But is now, here, has eternal life. Those who believe has eternal life now, has begun. Eternal life has begun the moment a person believes in the Lord Jesus Christ. That's from Andreas Kostenberger uh, again. So that ends my study and my quote of my reference. Uh, my references in the quote are from this book. If you want to study uh, more deeply, this book is a very beneficial on the study of uh, the Gospel of John. This 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 three, the first three, the Gospel according to John in the Pillar New Testament commentary. Uh, this two from Dr. Andreas Kostenberger, A Theology of John's Gospel and Letters, Biblical Theology of the New Testament, and uh, Encountering John, The Gospel in Historical, Literary, and, Theo and Theological Perspective. And this two, with regards to the inaugurated eschatology, uh that also the theme and theology of uh, uh gospel of john from uh, george eldon ladd the theology of the new testament revised edition and thomas reiner new testament theology magnifying god in christ so that ends my uh presentation of uh this wonderful uh, book of the Gospel of uh, John. So, as an application, I did uh, didn't mean I didn't intend to have uh, a specific uh, practical application for this. But as we study the Gospel, it's very clear, it's very evident, based from uh, my paper is the Gospel of John, the primary motive of the Gospel of John is eternal life. To believe in the Lord Jesus Christ as the Son of God, that whoever believes in the Lord Jesus Christ as the Messiah will have eternal life. So have we truly believe Lord Jesus Christ what he has done on the cross, that he sacrificed his own body and blood so that we may have eternal life. Those who believe, those who would believe in him, that he is the Messiah, repent of their sins, will be saved. That's the application. There's no other application of this uh, overall backdrop in the Gospel of John, as I have expounded, is to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Because that, that is all matters. At the end of the day, that, that is all matter. That we believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. 
that everything in this world after this is eternity. We will all die and we will all be subject to God's judgment at the last day when the Lord Jesus Christ would come. And our only anchor if we have truly believed the Lord Jesus Christ as the Son of God, second person of the Trinity, equal with God the Father, the Messiah, we will be spared of uh, future judgment, God's condemnation, those who would not believe him. So that concludes my um, study. So I'll I'll end uh, this uh, podcast now. So I just want to recognize those who are uh, watching. Thank you very much for those who have their emoji. Uh, those who have uh, watched. Thank you very much and. What just I, I can say is that uh, we still need to study uh, the Gospels as it pertains to the works and pers the person and works of our Lord Jesus Christ to gain a deeper understanding of eternal life. Because I have just uh, scratched out, I just I have just uh, scratched surface, not in the full aspect comprehensively of the of the minds of the gems of studying the gospels studying the, the gospel of john it's full of uh, it's full of gems it's full of gold that if we will study not just for superficially but uh, deeply so thank you very much for watching uh, this show for as uh, spending your time to to watch this podcast as I have expounded. So I'll just uh, leave I'll just a uh, few moments if somebody would uh, comments or have any questions. If you want, if you don't, uh, I'll end it. I'll end this podcast uh, a few minutes now to just recognize those who are here. Thank you very much for uh, all our Unagriak. Uh, Caleb uh, Almares Sufitran, I see you, a new name. Uh, Chris Monfort. Actually, see Chris uh, has uh, passed uh, exposition of uh, John chapter 10. Yung sa shepherd, the good shepherd. So I just uh, briefly summarized that, but you can uh, check. Uh, the previous episode of uh, uh, Chris, uh, I think it's uh, episode 35, if I'm not mistaken. So that's uh, exposition of uh, Chris, my classmate, dun sa, sa class, sa class ni Dr. Kostenberger. Uh, that is his paper. This is my paper. So, uh, yeah. Uh, tsaka meron pa dito oh, si Sheila Mimi, my sister-in-law nanonood, oh, nag-like si Roel Belita from uh, from uh, uh, Cebu thank you very much uh, for your reaction 
Oh, may nagano dito. Si Postinebras looks Lux or looks. Postinebras looks. Hello. Hello din, uh, kapatid, brother. Uh, pwede bang malaman yung uh, yung name mo? Yung totoo mong pangalan? Hello din sa iyo. Maraming salamat sa panonood, kapatid, brother. Nanonood ka? I think nanonood ka sa YouTube eh. Oh. So, wala. Yung pangalan mo talaga. So, meron pa bang mga greetings bago tayo magtapos? Siguro uh, 2-3 minutes more. Wala nang mga greeting. Inom lang ako ng uh, uh, kape. Wala na ba? So kung wala na, uh, this wind up uh, episode uh, chapter 39 of my uh, paper uh, study of the overall framework theme and theology of the gospel of John hope that uh, this this study as uh, uh, as issue help you in uh, whatever way that to understand the broader framework theme of the gospel of John and assist us in our uh, growth in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So this is Rudy. This is RD saying good night. Thank you for tuning in for the past one hour and 20 minutes of this podcast. After this uh, live, I will stream in audio podcast platform. And if you have not yet subscribed to our YouTube channel and Facebook page, please do so as your support for this uh, small ministry and whatever way God is using this is uh, to God be the glory alone. So good night. See you again next week or if not uh, the next week, the next episode of the New and Living Way uh, podcast. Good night. God bless all.
This is the New Living Way podcast. We herald the one eternal redemptive purpose of God as it culminates and fulfilled the Lord Jesus Christ in the new covenant.